Good day and welcome. We are the Greendale Human Podcasters, and this will be our Dia de los Muertos, Dios Muertos party uh, on Easter, just to uh, just to mess things up for you guys. Um, my name is Jack. I'll be your host. We welcome the Sugar Bear Brad and the, the Disco Spider Matt. G'day, boys. How are we? Hey, mate. How are you? Good. Good. Howdy, How everybody. You, uh, Happy Easter. Yes, Happy Merry Easter. Easter. It is uh, it is Easter uh, Easter Monday here, and we are recording only a few days after our uh, our other episode has actually come live. Only hours after it's gone live, and only a couple of days after we recorded our last episode. So it's a slightly odd feeling, but we want to get this one in the bag. Uh, as we mentioned last week, Matt's going in for some some running repairs on Thursday, so we don't think we're going to record later in the week, so we'll record early in the week and uh, get it done while we've got some public holidays over here. Yes, you heard right, peoples. I'm taking charge this week. Podlord, you're pushed to the back. Mm. (laughs) It's a sugar bear takeover. It's a sugar bear takeover. And it's uh, very apt in this Halloween-style episode, so I thought I would, um, yeah, get out my, uh, what is it, porridge and um, nibble along for all you guys. This episode is just right. That's exactly right. Hey, we haven't even started yet. We don't know that. We can't promise that. <laughs> Maybe a train wreck. It may not, but we will wait and see. That, that's that's how the sign-off go, goes, isn't it, Jack? Oh, it goes about one in five those lines. Oh, yes. Podlaw's just changed his uh, background to a train wreck. So, yes, we're going well. Going well. I, uh, that will lead me into a, a short segue, and I will segue this because I forgot to do it last week, and my apologies for that. Uh, I got to be a guest on the Produce Stand podcast, which is uh, why I have that teed up in my background. So go and listen to that episode. Um, that was back to back to back. Uh, their uh, their recap of that episode oh. of Letter Kenny as our Letter Kenny uh, podcast. And shout out, yeah, shout out. No, that's a different podcast. Um, I know. But yeah, no, Produce Stand, thank you guys for having me very much and uh, had a blast with time. And, and that's why I have that one teed up. So, Was that your background when you were on the Produce Stand? Uh, yeah, yeah, go and listen to that episode. It's, uh, I, it's I, uh, I've, I've got it queued up. Listen to your dulcet tones discuss the show I also love. I'll, I'll add that one tomorrow. Yeah. How uh, how's your weekend been, boys? I figure we should probably throw this in there, and we <laughs> um, we might record a little bit later in the week uh, about the rest of our week, but we can throw in our weekends. Why not? I can edit this later. Doesn't matter. Uh, very qui- very quiet on the sugar bear end. Just yeah, um, staying in inside considering i'm still on lockdown for another two week or so so yeah just taking taking nice and easy how about you matt are you on an actual lockdown brett still 
Oh, it's it's masks and restrictions and yeah. stuff, so it's too much effort. Uh, weather weather hasn't been great up here in quote unquote sunny Queensland anyway, so it's been a nice uh, nice quiet one basically. Just watch the footy and watch some Netflix and relax for a couple of days and not look forward to going back to work. Well, uh, my weather here has been absolutely stunning this weekend. Every day has been sunny. I don't think I've seen a cloud. And it's been, yeah, every day has been about 30 to 25 degrees and, and lovely. I got some yard work done, which is nice, and got to hang out at a mate's pool the other day, and and it was uh, it was very nice. Um, very cool. Yeah. Very un-Melbourne. I will, uh, I will have one <laughs> last piece of piece of business to do, though. Uh, just before we get started on the episode... Uh, I alluded to it last week, uh, or the last pod that uh, last week wasn't wasn't fantastic, and the news has actually been made public, so I can I can say a little more now. But I just want to give a big shout out to to my good friend Chris. Uh, he was one of my groomsmen at my wedding, as was actual Matt. But yeah, Chris uh, Chris unfortunately uh, his fiance passed the other day at the the ripe old age of thirty six. So uh, very sad that Anthony Stedman. Yeah, passed away, and and I feel very sorry for him. It's uh, happened very suddenly, and yeah, just wanted to to give a shout out to Chris and and let him publicly know that we're uh, we're all thinking about him, and very sorry for his loss. And I know he's got his family around him, and he's got some good mates around him too. So, but yeah, just wanted to say that's uh, that's why I've been a bit down lately. But hopefully, we can carry on with with the pod and uh, bring bring it back up a bit. But yeah, I've been uh feeling it this week so yeah it's understandable yeah definitely yeah, for me definitely. as well having known chris obviously from your wedding and before definitely i'm thinking of him as well at the moment you guys are we going to study spanish or keep getting involved in each other's personal lives study some spanish i think that was very very apt but yes let's go ahead and uh not Spanish this week, it is statistics. So, but before we get to the statistics, we do actually start in uh, the Spanish class. As you know, all faculty at Greendale are required to give extra credit to students who organize academically related events during what would otherwise be known as our free time. No student in any department has ever exercised this option until now. <laughs> Tonight in the library, I will be hosting a Dia de los Muertos party. Yes, Dia de los Muertos party. Try saying that three times fast. Dia de los, de los Muertos. The, yes, the uh, Me- Mexican Halloween, which is apparently quite offensive to those familiar with the sex position. Do note that both Jeff and Troy show that they understand this, and when Arbid turns to check what what that could be, <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll they, ignore the thing, they both, bigger movements. They they do both show somewhat of a recognition of, of the uh, the Mexican Halloween. <laughs> yes, yes. And, uh, it's not surprising at Greendale that no one has taken this option. I did like, think that, yeah. yeah. Trust Annie to be the first one to, to oh, there's extra credit, she's all over it. That, How has no one ever, not a single person, <laughs> like maybe it's hidden in the, you know, like the bylaws almost of the school yeah. or something like that, but she's found it and she's going to exploit yeah. this. 
trust Danny to find it if there's extra extra credit to be had. She wants it. That's exactly right. So we find out that Shirley is excited as this is her first college party. She got some tequila and she just rented Van Wilder 2, The Rise of Taj. And then she shows she is not wearing her wedding ring. Her husband's been gone for six months. So she thinks it's time for her to embrace being single. At this point, Pierre says message received. <laughs> I don't think message sent. It is no, like, no, definitely okay. not to him. No, that's not what she was fishing Return for. Return to sender. Yeah, that was that, that. Pierce was not the address. That message was definitely that is supposed to go to. No, in fact, perhaps the last so, person she wanted to receive that message. Yeah. So Annie is points out that she's still waiting to hear from Jeff and Pierce. Pierce says, "Oh, I thought I'd shot you a response from this pocket phone here." Then he tries voice commands to access his email. Uh, Brit, Britta uh, starts questioning Jeff uh, as to why he's not going to Annie's party. And Jeff says, oh, I have a conflict. It conflicts with the enjoyment of my life. Oh, Pierce puts his that. phone down saying, I cannot figure out this voice command part of this thing. It's like I'm, I'm my mother. This then prompts his phone to call his mother and we get the lines of how's school going? Are you popular? And has that boy Jeff stopped teasing you? How's your oh. Canadian girlfriend? I saw your father's ghost again. He's still angry. All the while Pierce is trying to mimic a tunnel and hangs up and hang up unsuccessfully. I got, I got, I got some Any notes comments? On that. Yeah. Uh, two, the Canadian girlfriend we've never seen before. I assume that Pierce has made her up. Yeah. Is that, is that yeah, a fair exactly. one? That's sort of okay. the running joke in that, isn't it? That the, you know, people in college will say they've got a girlfriend in Canada. Yeah. And I, I know from uh, I know from watching ahead, and and I, I'm not going to give away spoilers here, but Pierce's dad is very much alive at this point. We will that meet him is. later. So, what does that say about Pierce's mother? Then is she some sort of nut bar? I mean, knowing I... Pierce, who knows? Also, how old is his mother <laughs> and his father? Now we think about it, because we've established oh, Pierce's his, his father's an, a very old man. We, yes. we learn that later. I don't think we okay. ever actually meet his mother. I'm, I'm no, almost certain we don't. We, we've established Pierce has got to be at least in his 60s, right? So that puts his parents, let's let's assume they were legal when he was born. So that puts them in their 70s, nearly 80s. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I, I have a feeling it might be a little bit of a retcon, but uh, we will never know. True. True. It's good to know like that the... um, that boy Jeff has stopped picking on him, though. Yeah, that yes. was going to be my final thing. I do like that he's actually told his mother that Jeff is picking on him. He's picking on him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you popular? Surely uh... Pierce, though, being the egotistical man that he is, would just be, he'd be telling, you know, oh, Jeff's the most popular kid in school. I'm great friends with him. I wouldn't yeah. have thought yeah. he'd be like, Jeff's picking on me. Make I don't him know, stop. maybe that's... <laughs> Maybe talking to his mum is the one place where Pierce can open up and be real. Maybe. 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 Could be Pierce's deep-seated, uh, deep-seated thing. He can only be honest with his mother. Let's, what a nice young man. <laughs> <laughs> so back with Jeff, he uh, tries again with Britta, speaking of enjoying life. I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but are you sure you don't see anything non-plutonic? ever crystallizing between us. 
she is sure. And Jeff says, okay, cool. Because one of my professors is really hot and I wanted to give you first right of refusal. At least he checked. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they they talk about, you know, being friends and all that. So at least he sort of gave her that opportunity first before he went and, you know, didn't rub it in her face that he's going to try to hit on the, the teacher. So now we are f- cross into the f- first full credits for about what three oh, episodes. First time in like yeah, three episodes we see the full credits again. How good is it? And it was good. And I did check to see if um if uh, Chevy Chase's one had changed again. It hasn't. St- still the list. Um, still not the boobs, problematic one. Yeah, it's it's not then anything new. So we now are actually into the statistics class. Uh, that the, is the namesake of the episode. And uh, this is where Jeff is making eyes at Professor Michelle Slater, played by Lauren Stemile. As the class ends, he begins to hit on Slater. Bernoulli's one of my favorites. Little known fact, statistics were not his only love. He's also famous for his French sauce used on meat and poultry. That's Bernays. Oh, we may need to settle this at a restaurant. Oh, smooth. It's cute. A little <laughs> aggressive, but as a busy, confident woman of authority, I'm attracted to men who take charge. Are you being sarcastic or am I nailing it? You were nailing it until you had to ask. Oh, damn it. Starting over. Hey, you in the skirt, date me. I'd like to, Mr. Winger. You're tall, you dress nice, and I've graded enough of your tests to know I'd never feel mentally inadequate. Thank you. Only problem, Ouch. I don't date students. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's very brutal. Another one, giving, um, putting Jeff in his place. I it like is. it. It's good, it's good banter going both ways, actually. I've got to give Jeff credit for his pick-up line. That's a sweet one. <laughs> So after Which one, the end of this you scene, in the skirt, um, date me. <laughs> yeah, that one. That's the smooth one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just I don't checking. know what he was on about with the light bullshit about sauce. That was just weird. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, it it actually ends in a uh, bit of an awkward encounter as Jeff uh, passes Shirley and Britta, and Shirley calls Jeff a bastard, but Britta says it's fine. She doesn't care. Shirley thinks it's disgusting the way men behave. Did you ever see that Catherine Heigl movie poster where Gerard Butler had the heart over his wiener? That resonated with me. Britta says, okay, fine. But just to repeat, I don't care what Jeff does. I can see a Mama Bear Shirley episode inbound here. Yeah, definitely. My, my question was, was it the movie she had an issue with or was it purely just the poster where he's got the heart over his wiener that resonated with Shirley? <laughs> she doesn't mention the movie, she mentions the poster, right? So she had obviously an aversion to to either Gerard Butler or the stance he had with the heart over his wiener. I'm hoping it was a big leaf. No, there was a heart, I'm pretty sure. Like, there was, yeah, a big heart, I was think. Was it a heart, I, sorry? I, I think that. it was, yeah. It's, um, oh, sorry. Oh, I think he did. I think they did like fifteen movies together. Oh so no, it does say it says heart and over his yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so further on down the hall, we're back to Jeff and Slater, and uh, Jeff points out that he's barely a student. I'm older than you. I drive a Lexus. I saw Ghostbusters in theatre. Look, my gums are receding. Slater thinks it's uncanny how many of my buttons you're finding, but I have a personal rule about this, and I stick to it. Jeff offers to have a cup of tea uh, with with her. I bet I can change your mind. 
Slater says, oh, I know you can't. That's why you're not going to get a chance. Then Slater walks away and Leonard pipes up laughing at Jeff getting shot down. Oh, that's Leonard. Yeah, that's that's Leonard again. That's naked Leonard in the swimming pool. Ah, Yeah, he's got pants on this time. It's good. Yeah, that's obviously why I didn't pick him. If he'd have been nude again, I might have picked him. Very true. Leonard Leonard pops up a few times. We also get a... um, uh, Who was... um, Jarrett? Uh, who was in, in yes. the background yeah, with from the, yeah. from the, from the yeah, uh, Starburns? There's a few others that, that had sort of played bit roles, and yep. you know they're they're a bit more major in a few episodes. <laughs> yeah, but, that was good. I, I didn't yeah, put they, that together. That's good. No, that's that's Leonard because there's a there's a whole bunch of um, there's a running running joke of shut up, Leonard. Oh, really um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, Brent. Are you coming to my Dia de los Muertos party? I'm definitely going to try to swing by. Oh, then I can mark you down as definitely being there from seven sharp till upside down Spanish question mark? Here's the thing. No, uh, here's the thing. I am putting my foot down, you understand? I am being assertive, and I am making eye contact, and it is achieving results. Are you trying to get formidable with me? I worked on Pierce. Infomercials work on Pierce. Jeff, <laughs> you're the cool guy, okay? If you show up, it'll be the first party I host where everyone doesn't say they need to get home in time for the news. <laughs> this won't work. The last time you did this, I saved a vial of your tears and have been slowly building up an immunity. It was so unpopular in high school. The crossing guard used to lure me into traffic. This party is a second chance of being cool. Laid back. I will come to your party. Thank you. I'm putting you down for two bags of ice and a sleeve of paper cups. I do feel oh. like we are aware that infomercials work on Pierce based on his purchase of Ianoculars a couple episodes yeah, ago. I can only assure you that was an infomercial. It did seem very infomercial. <laughs> I wonder if he got that some make, steak knives with that one. That makes a lot more sense now. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. That's what I thought. It's like, yeah, all right. That's probably what it was. How he got his Ianoculars. Also, yeah, the very crossing guard. Yeah, the, the crossing guard's a little heavy. Tried to lure her into traffic. <laughs> oh. I, I do like confident, aggressive Addie, though. Like, she's, yeah. um, she's trying to, you know, actually stand up for herself is, is a good sign. Like, she's growing. I love the little pep talk mid-speech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Change tact. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't working, so then I'll go I'll go emotional. That'll work. That worked last time. I wonder whether the crossing guard still has a job though. It hope not. <laughs> then again, if the if the uh teachers at her high school were anything like the teachers at this college, I don't think the standards are high. That's very well, true. Maybe not. Don't know what Riverside was like compared to Greendale. Although we do know they did have a uh a politically inappropriate fight rap. Yeah, they were a very that's, conservative high school. That's very true. Uh, on to the next scene, we get Pierce trying to sneak his pills when Arbed approaches and ruins this for him, asking if he's taking a pill. And Pierce says, yes, he is. When Arbed looks over his shoulder and spots a familiar pill, Zeno Lavadin. My grandpa took that when he was around your age. Pierce says, fantastic, sarcastically, but Arbed goes on really saying it really helped him with his going problem. But by the time Grandpa got up in years, his memory wasn't great. He'd mix the wrong pills. You know how old people are. (laughs) 
Pierce heard stories about it. Yeah. Arbor continues. Uh, one time he started hallucinating, ran down the street with no pants on, which in the Gaza Strip is considered a real party foul. So you should probably be careful. Pierce stops him there and says, look, I really don't need your advice and I'm not your pantsless grandpa. Troy laughs at pantsless grandpa. Pantsless good grandpa, name. good name for a rock band, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so we're on the also, same page there. Also, the um, does that mean Arbet's grandpa did a Gaza Strip? But I'm... Is that what it's called <laughs> over there? Possibly. Also, there are plenty of things that are uh, party fouls that I reckon they get away with over there. Mm. Let's not get into those politics. Let's also consider uh, Middle East very warm and sandy. I don't think any kind of nudie run is a good idea over there. No. (laughs) Uh, Next scene, we cut to the party with Annie with a cape on and dressed as a skeleton who is mingling with her guests when she spots Britta dressed as a squirrel. Annie thinks she looks adorable. Britta says, thank you. I hate when women use Halloween as an excuse to dress up like sluts, you know? Annie agrees and takes off the cage to show the skeleton outfit its skin tight as she walks off to address her guests. Okay, everyone. I think we can begin. I've got everyone's personalized cookie tombstones, por tradición. And in a few minutes, we're going to start the dance of the dead, la danza de los muertos. You don't have to keep doing that. Party on. Party on, Wayne. Why is why is Cheg so against obviously her showing that she's learning from him? Like she's obviously her Spanish comprehension is coming very good, very coming along quite well. I, I, I think the extra credit is just to show up to the party, not to actually do Spanish. So <laughs> but, you know what dead weight. Like, I do I do really like Britta's um squirrel costume though. I do like the giant acorn. Yeah, yeah that she just carries around. Carries the entire episode. Which I, I tell you what, ten minutes. I'd put that thing down and forget about it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would have been over it quick, fast, and in a hurry. So I give her points for committing to her costume. I also like that when Annie, she, she points out about oh the sexy costumes that Annie turns around in the skin tight, and it's like, I, how did you not call that out? Just. Yeah, well, you know, I, 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 I understand. I mean, I always use Halloween's excuse to dress like a slut too. So. No, that's just every day for you. Oh, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you, to, I, uh, I know you're an office worker. You don't need to wear the short skirt. But it's fun. And then I like to do the Sharon Stone leg cross. <laughs> Your boss is not interested. I can tell you that. Let, let's just say it shows a lot of balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Save us, Brad. Save uh, us. <laughs> Jeff enters and gets immediately hit up by Britta as to why he's not with Professor Slater. She told him she was grading papers, but Chang, who overhears, says she is at the faculty party. We then get Arbit's entrance as Batman, predictable but appetizing. Arbit then catches up with Troy, who asks if he thinks, uh, if Batman thinks he's attractive. Which is apparently the question Troy has always wanted to ask the real Batman. Yes. Out of all the things you get asked about, Matt, do you think I'm attractive? <laughs> I, I think it's a reasonable request. Typical Troy. Is Troy dressed as Eddie Murphy from Delirious? He is, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Because I figured he was. I'm like, that's a damn good costume. I like it. It is. Now I know why Eddie calls it raw. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the scrubs reference. That's the purple outfit. Yeah. <laughs> this is Delirious, the red outfit. Yes. Uh, 
Next, we have Pierce enter and uh, Brutus asks, who are you? Uh, Pierce replies, I am the Beastmaster from the movie Beastmaster. What, what rock have you been living under? Then to Jeff, what are you going as? A gay douchebag? Just kidding. Jeff is apparently, I'm not much of a costume guy, but Pierce thinks you're not much of a liking ladies guy either, huh? Oop, bloody blow. Is that liquor? Shirley, Shirley comes over dressed as um, Harry Potter with a bad British accent. Uh, hello, here's your All drinks, right. mates. <laughs> Jeff says, oh, thanks, Urkel. Shelley points out she is Harry Potter and Chang gives uh, her his empty and says, what's up, Urkel? What up, Urkel? <laughs> uh, can I go back to the Pierce thing for a second? Because yep. that's just, even for Pierce, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit rough. It was, Straight yeah, up. it was, he, he came out swinging. He was, he really like laid on, uh, laid in heavy with the, the gay jokes for, for whatever reason. Yeah, just and it was kind of out of nowhere. Normally, there's something that kind of tees him up. He walked into the party with that prepared. Ah, oh, he was ready. Yeah, no, I think he, I think he was just trying to be like you know one of the guys, I guess. You know, taking shots at each other and kind of. But he I do just like read that room. I do like that he's trying to be hip, just as the Beastmaster from a movie from 1982. Yeah, yeah, yeah at a at a 2009 party. Yeah, that, that, that like someone like Annie probably isn't even old enough to have been around when that movie came out. Come to think of it, none of us were around when that movie came out. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, next scene, we're back with Pierce, who's taking more pills in the toilets when Starburns comes out of a stall and asks, what he, is he taking? Pierce says, huh? Oh, you know, the usual cool stuff. I've got Ludes, uh, Dreamers, Johnny Boys... Starburns offers to trade you one of mine for two of yours. Pierce is unsure, but is convinced when Starbird says, oh, sorry, I thought you I was dealing with the Beastmaster. Pierce says, hey, hey, who said you weren't? <laughs> Saddle up, fruit pie. <laughs> also trust Starburns to know a bloody sword and slasher flick from bloody the 80s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. true. How many times also, has you many... been stoned and watched that movie? That's what it's right. Also, how many pills does Pierce have to take? Because his pill caddy is big. <laughs> like it's, a lot. it's big. Like there's a lot of pills there. I can yeah. imagine why Pierce is uh, is a bit player in. Like I know he's he's a semi main character, but he doesn't have a lot of huge scenes all the time because he's always taking fucking forty pills. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He goes to one class a day and it's Spanish because he spends the rest of the time taking pills. Yeah. You know, John Boys and Ludes, Dreamers. <laughs> so, uh, back at the party, uh, we're back to Jeff and uh, Chang Lee and and Chang leaves for the staff party. Uh, Chang agrees to take Jeff for twenty bucks. Britta and Pierce spot Jeff le- leaving. Uh, Annie calls Jeff uh, to the dance floor for the dance of the dead uh, after she's called everyone together. Uh, at that point, we cut to Jeff on Chang's scooter holding on for dear life uh, on their way to the uh, staff party. We go back with, uh, with Annie, and uh, because Jeff's not showing, we get uh, Starburns, who's like, oh, Jeff's not here? Um, oh, I should probably get going. I don't want to miss the news. I don't think the star- <laughs> I don't think Starburns has ever seen the news in his fucking life. No. no. Not once. <laughs> not once. Not even once. He would be on oh. the news and not watch it. Yeah, that's exactly right. 
So we next uh, go, we cut to Britta, who goes and tells Shirley that Jeff left for the staff party. Shirley immediately fires up and with, we hate her. We've got to go find that bitch's car and snap off her antenna. This leaves Britta a bit perplexed. <laughs> Just a bit? I mean, it could be worse. She could ram her head into a jukebox. True. Very true. There could be a jukebox at the party too. Yes, this could end badly. Good. Uh, we cut. We cut back to uh, Annie, who has uh, Pierce giving her a shoulder rub, which very quickly creeps her out, especially when at the end he says, "I love you." So yeah, inappropriate touching. For Mind sure. you, we we do we do see there that at like. Before that, we kind of see him mucking around with his mouth and like he's clearly yeah, whatever he's got... Starburns has given him has started to work. Yeah, he's starting to feel the effects. He's giving him eckies or, or something that he's obviously not used to and he's starting to get dry mouth and whatever else. Uh, I do like that Chang refers to his scooter as the hog. I'll go get the hog. Of course he does. Of course <laughs> he does. Yeah. And, and I love Shirley quick to just, we got to go find that bitch's car and snap off her antenna. She's done that before, a hundred percent. Shirley's a bad bitch when she wants to be, man. There's some dark secrets of Shirley that I really want to know Shirley. more about. <laughs> All right, so now we're in this uh, faculty party, which Jeff has gotten into thanks to Chang, and he miraculously bumps into Professor Slater, who is dressed as Robin Hood. She reiterates that she doesn't date students as he will go around telling all his friends. He says he has no friends and he hates everyone here. At this point, they are interrupted by Britta, who confronts him about skipping out on Annie's party and, whoa, yippee-ki-yay, I didn't think you were a costume guy. It's tight too. We then get the rest of the group's confront- confrontation with Jeff. Jeff, you must return to Annie's party. She's feeling unpopular. Jeff, Pierce took something and he is tripping balls. He is touching people and dancing weird. It's like grumpy old man, but not hilarious. Okay, uh, guys, I'm at a grown-up Halloween party, all right? You're all being unseemly. Oh, no. How are we unseemly? Why is Urkel ripping the antenna off Professor Slater's car? (laughs) That's right, Professor Slimcast. This is what you get when you steal Jeff from a good woman. (laughs) Shirley. Aggressive Shirley again. Not only just does she take him at her own hands, but she follows through. That's right. She she's, 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 uh, she's committed. I'll give her that. Absolutely. I do. I like- we didn't mention it, but I do like that the um, alternating lines of um, that the costume was working for the professor because she may or may not have been deflowered by a junior radio champion. Yes. And uh, Jeff's Jeff's says uh, her Robin Hood costume reminds him of his first time. Uh, it was with an attractive girl at a party. <laughs> I, I also love that the whole episode, as soon as Arbed's in the car- as in his costume, he talks like Batman, and it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. we haven't we haven't brought that up yet because we, no. you know I don't think he's been in any of the other clips, but it's just great. It's just he's just Batman. He's Batman. He, he's, he's yeah. doing it. Can I point out just for everyone listening? Because and I will post a photo of this because I've got some. Brad is in a Batman costume while recording this. Disappointingly, though, he's that not doing the voice for the entire... That would have been a much better um, pod if you had done the voice through the entire thing. 
I, I have to work tomorrow, and uh, yeah, I, I need my voice. Welcome back to the Green Daily <laughs> Human Podcasters. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Back at the South Party. That sounded more like uh, Alex Jones, Matt. Oh, that's not good. As Pierce comes in through the door and almost trips over a bit, we get an interesting scene of Pierce meowing and dancing over to people. Is he meowing? Yeah. Enough. Yeah. I want you guys out of here. Britta, I don't care about your high school soap opera. Abed, you're not Batman. Pierce, 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 stop grinding on the women's studies department. You are too old to be tripping. I'm old? What do you mean, old? Oh, my. Firstly, you're never too old to be tripping. Enjoy love. And, and the, the secondly, women's um, studies, the women's department. studies department. Oh. Yeah, probably the wrong people to make sexual advances to. Pierce has a knack for it, though, like calling the Dean <laughs> Pipsqueak last week and and now grinding on the head of the Women's Studies Department. Just... Yeah. Like, I understand um, he's at least tripping here, but still, like, to pick that person out of the party? Yeah, he doesn't make a good impression, does he? <laughs> no. He hurts himself more than he helps himself. Oh, that's bad. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we get everyone confront Jeff and uh, pretty much put him in his place one by one, except for Troy, who says she's hot. And <laughs> uh, after Troy's they've all priorities, gone, of course. Yeah, yeah. After they've all gone, Jeff goes back to the professor who calls him unseemly. Yeah, crap. Yeah. He, he, he kind of knew that was coming, I think. <laughs> uh, we. We cut away to uh, Britta in what looks like the hallway between the uh, staff party and the um, and Annie's party, and she goes to an office where she hears a commotion. Still carrying her right? Shirley! This is Professor Robin Hood's office. Well, what are you doing? I'm putting this hose in her desk and you going outside to turn the water on. Why? You should teach that long neck weave to have in bank till she can't steal another woman's man. That's why. Uh, I have a confession to make. Oh. I think some of what I just said may have more to do with my situation. Yeah, the long neck we've had in Bank Teller didn't feel universal. What uh, what made you think that? Yeah, no, I I thought I got a, I mean I'm pretty intuitive and I, I worked out that that uh, definitely I don't think that was about Jeff and the professor. I feel like there was something else there, but that's just me. I'm I'm very in tune with that kind of thing. Oh good. Okay. I missed that. That went completely over my head. Yeah, no, I like, figured it's why I thought I should bring it up because I um, actually I was going to go turn the water on. I also like the way she's someone puts it, and you gotta go turn the water on. Like she's demanding that Britta go turn the water on. Like she's funny implemented Britta in this what I assume is a crime is at least vandalism at this stage. Ooh, did she yeah. open the window or did she break the window to bring the hose in? Did I wanna know if she climbed in through the I, window? Yeah. Because that's what I thought. I thought she climbed in through the window. I'm pretty Which sure it was only better. a single pane in the corner that was busted. Uh, so, okay, oh, I, I like, like it. Wasn't she enough through the window because otherwise it's at least breaking and entering. I'm assuming that the the professor would keep her door locked. 
Well, the door was open, so yeah, true. True. Somehow she, she got in, in, but I would have thought that she probably keeps the office locked. You would think so. Yeah, I think Shirley has her ways. Maybe she jimmed it open with that broken piece of antenna. Yeah, she, she, was, she was playing a long game from the start. Step one yeah, is she, the break she the antenna. To pick the Step lock. two, we break into the office. See? Uh, so, yes, we uh, find out that Shirley's husband asked for her wedding band back as he wants to give it to his new girlfriend. Shirley realizes that she was projecting her hurt onto Britta and it wasn't about uh, Britta and Jeff uh, all along, obviously. Uh, Britta suggests that uh, they should go check on Annie and uh, look at all these awards. Yeah. Shirley says, I bet she's nice. And just as they, they're exiting, uh, Britta's, Britta says, yeah, nice and pretentious as Britta breaks the head off one of the awards. <laughs> you know what the crazy part is? Everything you've done tonight? Yeah. 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 <laughs> just just a good response to that. Literally everything she's done. It's been crazy. I do, so now we can't. Oh, I, yep, I do like all her, like, you know, nicknames for the professor, you know, Professor Skinny Calves and Professor Robin Hood. <laughs> well, I think she else. says that she looks down. Yeah, like, oh, do I have skinny cuts? Like, I don't know if she's upset by it or if she's like, oh, cool. All right, so we're back to Annie's party where we see Pierce walking slowly through the crowd before bumping in on, uh, bumping into Annie and Troy. With Troy, he uh, says, what's going on? You have a full-on erection. <laughs> <laughs> And it's uh, not is, the most inappropriate thing to happen so far. No, no, I, it's not. I do hope that developed after he rubbed up on the back of the women's studies department, and not <laughs> uh, not not during or before, because that makes it even worse. Also, come to think of it, while before he was giving Annie that shoulder shoulder massage as well, because that is even more inappropriate. I can only assume that yeah. if Troy has just noticed it, that it's only kind of just happened. I'm really hopeful there that oh, it kind I, I of, it's a side so. effect that's, from that's, the drug and, and it's only yeah. just happened. Not, he's just I'm been walking for. around for half an hour with a boner. <laughs> Harder than Chinese algebra, yeah. All right, moving on. Um, he, uh, we, we, we get the scene of him starting to trip, trip out big time. He starts hearing everyone telling him to relax. He hears Jeff's voice saying he's too old to be tripping. He sees floating heads and a headstone with Pierce Hawthorne RIP written on it. We then get an interesting cut of Annie dancing seductively, asking Pierce to tell her about the Beatles and about Woodstock and Sputnik. If Pierce was around for that, some of that stuff, I'd actually like to hear stories about the Beatles. And but Woodstock not from Pierce. No. I don't know. I feel like he the kind of dude who would have been into some interesting... I feel like he, Pierce was probably like a hippie in the 60s, you reckon? Uh, or did he go the opposite way? Do you no, think I reckon he, he went like the other, the other way. Yeah, man? I reckon. Uh, true. I'd like to think of it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he's gotten mellowed out since he's gotten older. Who knows? I'd like to think of him as like he was a full-on hippie in the, in the 70s. Maybe he was at Woodstock. Well, think about it this way. He's tripping really hard, and it kind of seems like it's his first time tripping. Yeah. True, true. Very true. But, you know, modern drugs compared to what they used to take back then. 
So uh, next scene is where we cut back to the staff party where Chang approaches Jeff and says he he too struck out with um, the professor uh, because he has the body of a fifth grader and if he had uh, Jeff's body, he would have had her at the um, was it the Holiday Inn um, half an hour ago yeah. doing the um, Mexican... Giving him a Mexican Halloween... Uh, Spanish Halloween, was it? Mexican Halloween. Yes. Mexican Halloween. Yes. Mexican Halloween. And then he does a weird gesture with his fingers. He does the weird, yeah, again. I don't know why that's the running, running, running gesture for the Mexican Halloween. Did, but did anyone this way? I, I, I definitely didn't. I Urban Dictionary it, if that's what you're about to ask. Yes. Did you? Is it, it comes, actually... It comes up as multiple different things, but it's not actually yes. anything. It appears to be people just writing stuff after the, it came up on the show. Okay, just just checking. Like, I'm... <laughs> yeah, I wanted I wanted the notes. So okay. I have the cool. as well. Yeah, I, I didn't get time this weekend, but okay, thank you. I it did make a point to state the um, Mexican Halloween is a sexual position, not a sexual act. It did it did specifically specify that point. So, okay, just, there just you go. thought it should be should be noted. He says giving him a Mexican Halloween, I believe. So that's a bit odd. Sure. All right, but technicalities. Back to uh, back to Chang and Jeff, and uh, Chef Chang tells Jeff his Hail Mary move. Please sleep with me, please, pretty please. I'm so lonely. I haven't slept with anyone in a very long time, and you are so good looking. Please do me the favor of having sex with me. Okay, stay three steps behind and promise you won't tell anybody. I promise. I promise. That's actually how uh, how Matt picked up his uh, his now wife. <laughs> hey, when it works, it works. Clearly, it works. I, I I do feel like that very widely works if you're if you are Jeff though, and you're already like suave and go. Like, she was interested in him to start off with. Yeah, does that work with a fifth grader's body of Chang? Probably yeah, not. Yeah, I don't think it works with Chang. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it works when you're Jeff because Jeff's already decent looking and kind of suave. Yeah, a little bit of self-deprecation and, and already, there. Yeah, and and Jeff's already lied here because he gives um. Chang a uh, slide nod on the way out, so he's already told someone within <laughs> seconds. <laughs> well, didn't he just say, "Don't tell your friends"? Chang's not his friend, so. Oh, but he's got to get it, go around again. More so from Chang. Technicalities. I'm just saying. The lawyer, remember? Uh, it's very true. Uh, at the next scene, uh, we get Jeff and uh, the professor on their way uh, home. And they walk past the library and we see there's a com- commotion as Pierce is yelling out of the library. Everyone turns to Jeff and says, he's the only one who can help. And after a bit of deliberation, um, Jeff says, I'm going to have to say goodnight here. And the professor asks, are you like their court appointed guardian for these people? And finally says, goodnight, Jeff. So Jeff picks the... Um, the group and picks to go and help Pierce. He does so, get a little kiss on the at cheek this point, too, I noticed. I also, I, oh, I yes, did like that's right. that that's true. there's a little bit in there that I think was glossed over that where 
Patroy comes out and says, no, 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 you guys can deal with it. And and then you hear Pierce yelling out, no, 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 is that Jeff? Jeff is the only one that can help. That's right. Yeah, I think Jeff says something like, <laughs> oh, I, don't, I, I think Troy says, you're the only one who can help. And, and Jeff yeah, how says, do you oh, know no, that? I don't think I'm the only one who can help. What? Is that Jeff? He's the only one who can help. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's fantastic. It's great. I also like uh, after after the teacher, this professor walks away and Jeff's already a bit, a bit damaged, uh, Chang rides by on the hog and yells, Loser! <laughs> <laughs> Which, mind you, he got further than Chang did, so Chang's got That's no right. right to hang crap on him. That's exactly right. But uh, it's a nice so... little drive-by, uh, a drive-by cut down. Technically, it's a ride-by, yeah. but yeah. It is a ride-by, but ride yeah. By. On yes. the hog. On the hog. <laughs> So back inside the study room, we ha- we see that Pierce has piled all the tables and chairs in the middle of the room, creating a type of fort. The group slowly walks in. Uh, he says he wants to crush himself with all the tables and desks. And Jeff asks if that is a death befitting of Beastmaster as he crawls in um, to, uh, to help him out. Uh, Pierce says that he has never seen it. As Jeff's come, uh, says he's coming in. The floating Pierre says the floating Mexican skeletons were right. Uh, at this point, we get Jeff's solo speech. I'm old, Jeff. Pierce, I don't know how you spent the first sixty years, but I know in the last two months you've probably doubled the national average for amount of life lived per lifetime. Well, I do have a young African American friend. Yeah. And more importantly, you're dressed like a gladiator in a desk fort that you built during a bad trip. If, if life is just a series of ridiculous attempts to be alive, you're a hero to everything that's ever lived. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> Af- um, Pierce talking about having a young African-American friend. I'm not sure if that's racist or enlightened for him. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I like that. That's his bar. Yeah, well, that's the Tim Living. Apparently, maybe, that's maybe. Right. Just wait till his friend Liz Chang, and then he gets exactly. a, then he gets a, an older Asian friend. Older like, Asian American. Imagine how much friend. he thinks he's he's living then. Exactly. This is obviously shows you how sheltered his life was previously. That one of the yeah. big things of him it's living just, his life now is he has a young African American friend. Yeah, clearly that's poor. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, good on him, and and you know, at least he's he's he is growing and developing. Yeah. So at this point, as you could hear towards the end of that clip, uh, the fort starts to tumble in on uh, Pierce and Jeff, and it looks like um, two of our main characters are are doomed. They're going to die under this uh, collapsing of the tables and chairs until. We get Arbetus Batman I'm, I'm coming in though, and dragging them. Right, can I just point What's out? That? I, I don't think that would kill them. They might get slightly <laughs> injured. Like, it, it wouldn't be pleasant. But surely that's, like, that amount of tables and chairs. That's not going to kill them. It was a lot of chairs. No, it wasn't. It was. It was. <laughs> it was a solid pile. But- Did you see how many each stacked up? I'm gonna have to go back and recount it, but I don't think it was solid that effort if Pierce built it on his own. If you, yeah, but if you're if you're underneath that, the weight of all that, the amount that's actually coming down on you, it's like five chairs on a table. 
Maybe we need to test this on Jack. I, I think so too. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> I'll shoot under five tables and a desk and see what happens. <laughs> and then I'll throw a chair. So, he... <laughs> so yes, Ar- Arbed sa- saves them from the uh, the fort collapse by dragging dragging them out to where the rest of the study group is. Um, Arbed saves the day, if... as it were. Yes. Jeff asks if um, if Arbat is staying for the party, and Arbat replies, "If I stay, there can be no party. I must be out there in the night, staying vigilant." I'll stop there because, yeah, this this is an awesome clip, but it's uh, yeah, it's just an awesome clip. But there's other things, so we'll cover that in, instead. So underneath Arbat's terrific monologue, we get. Annie helping Pierce before Jeff asks her to dance. Uh, Britta and Shirley just hanging out, gossiping as they do. Troy looking himself in the mirror uh, as Eddie Murphy and uh, doing some kisses into the mirror, as you do. Just Troy being Troy. Yep. And uh, and then uh, we cut on to the back end of uh, Arbed's monologue. Am I a bird? No, I'm a bat. I am Batman. Or am I? Yes, I am Batman. Happy Halloween! It is great. It is a good. It is a good one. I do. I just. I can't go past Troy staring at himself. Troy loves him. Some Troy. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, and that's when we get the end credits clip. Hey, I'm Batman. You sound like Cookie Monster. I'm Batman. That's Batman. Candy corn looks like tiny traffic cones. Yeah, it sure does. And like a candy traffic school. Like a little gingerbread man at the wheel. And he's drunk. Look out. Be driving. Yeah. But you keep wanting to eat yourself. All day. That's one of my biggest fears. What is? If I ever, like, woke up as a donut. You would eat yourself. I wouldn't even question it. Mm, That'd be tasty. It's cool to know other people think about this stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another classic. Wouldn't even, wouldn't even question it. Nah, I would say. Is um, is candy corn even a thing here in Australia? Because I've never no. seen it. No, no. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I've just seen it referenced in American TV shows and and movies. If and someone whatnot. wants to send us some candy corn, reach yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, we'll try it. We'll try it. Just got to get here. That's the problem. Yeah. It, does, it does look like uh, mini traffic cones in tiny, tiny traffic court. That's very true. Gingerbread man, he driving. <laughs> and so, so that is the uh, end of the episode. So, uh, first thoughts, we'll go with Podlord. Yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed this one. I, I enjoyed the the Halloween episode. Like, I'm not. I'm not a huge holiday episode person. I, I tend to like uh, your more standard episodes where you build storyline and all that. But this one works in a lot of character development storyline as well as it's not just a standalone holiday episode, which is what I generally don't like about them. So, yeah, no, it was, it was just enjoyable. It's uh, And anytime you get our bed dressed as Batman and, and doing the Batman voice the whole time, that must really hurt the, um, the actor. 
that that must oh, have been absolutely. painful. To do, to get, how many takes those scenes would have been uh, just would have been really annoying. <laughs> and uh, Schmitty. Yeah, no, I, I love this episode again. I'm like you, Jack. I'm not a big sort of holiday episodes fan, but there was enough like character development. You know, and we got gangster Shirley breaking bloody antennas off cars, <laughs> and we got the Arbat, and got Cowboy Jeff and Pierce the Beastmaster tripping on whatever it was that Starburns gave him. So it was good, you know, and it was probably honestly my favorite episode so far out of the seven we've watched. Um, nice, I nice. really enjoyed it again. It's the same as you, Jack. I don't really like themed episodes, you know, be it Halloween or Christmas. But um, yeah, this one was good. Yeah, I liked. I liked that. But commitment to the Batman gimmick. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm on the same page as you guys. I I really enjoyed it. Even aside from the Batman stuff, it was just all round good. Every character had a had development. You could probably say Troy didn't necessarily have much, but everyone else did and it was just the strength of everyone around Troy lifted yeah. lifted him up so it, it, it didn't even matter that he didn't necessarily it was just an all round great episode he did dress like Eddie Murphy and, and like that's naked right. grandpa so. that's right so uh, moving on to Old White Man Says I'm Old White Man Says no wonder he says everything I'm thinking shut up Schmitty. nobody even knows what you're talking about Sorry. <laughs> That's all good. This is all I, I, cut, I cut that in. Damn it. Damn it, Brad. Damn it. What are you doing to me? All right. Well, this is the Disco Spider with old white man says. I don't want to appear selfish, but stop what you're doing and focus on me. Uh, this week, this week we have, uh, it was alluded earlier, but we do have our bit's awesome Batman monologue in its entirety because it's too good not to listen to. Batman. Yeah. Are you staying for the party? If I stay, there can be no party. I must be out there in the night, staying vigilant. Wherever a party needs to be saved, I'm there. Wherever there are masks, wherever there's tomfoolery and joy, I'm there. Sometimes I'm not, because I'm out in the night, staying vigilant, watching, lurking, running, jumping, hurtling, sleeping. No, I can't sleep. You sleep. I'm awake. I don't sleep. I don't blink. Am I a bird? No. I'm a bat. I am Batman. Or am I? Yes, I am Batman. Happy Halloween. Now tell me if you close your eyes, you can't picture Christian Bale saying that. <laughs> you definitely can. I reckon you can. I reckon for, the longer it goes, the more away from the voice he gets. But at the very start, I, he's bang on the Christian Bale Batman. He does well. I did look up the uh, the times of... like, And I love the music in the background because it's very Batman. Like It's very close. It's, yeah. it's the same sort of music that, like, background music they use a lot during those sort of scenes. And yeah. uh, I did look up that Batman Begins was 05 and The Dark Knight was 08. So this isn't long after The Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, that would make sense then. Uh, it's, just a, it's just a great monologue. And, and, and Danny Pudi plays it so well. 
people and it just it's just all good from start to finish and I could not listen we could not play the whole thing excellent all right so now it is time for my pick of the week does Jack host this one yo 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 (laughs) you're into me I beg your unbelievable pardon all right, so as has been the tradition, we'll run through the uh, character uh, rankings and then I will give my full pick on who I think is going to be the uh, MVP for the week. So running through the cast, uh, Matt first, Jack second, myself at the end. Uh, for Jeff, Matt gave Jeff a three, Jack a five and myself a five. For Britta, Matt gave a three. Jack gave a five. I gave a five. For Arbed, Matt gave a four. Jack gave a five. And Blasphemy. I gave a five. Blasphemy, for Troy, Matt. <laughs> for Troy, Matt gave a three. Jack gave a four. And I gave a four. For Pierce, Matt gave a three. Jack gave a three. I gave a four. For Shirley, Matt gave a five, Jack gave a four, and I gave a five. And for Annie, Matt gave a three, Jack gave a five, and I gave a four. So I'm picking uh, two people to... Actually, no, we'll go with three people this time around, and I'll start at the bottom of the list. We're going to go with Annie. So three, four, and five. So Matt, again... Why do you hate Annie? Hey, a three's a good mark. Theme. Three's above average. You guys are you guys Matt, are giving, not above giving average. Out like three is exactly average. There is two below and two giving, above. Nah, you guys are giving fives out like that shit's going out of fashion. He's got to mean something. Oh. If, if I'm throwing you a five, then you won me over in that episode. All right, and that's why Shirley got a five. Annie was good. She was great. You know, she she was a good part of the episode. She wasn't a five though. I, I don't want to know what you and your oh, uh, your old wife get up to there, buddy. But if that's what's winning you over, there was a lot of violence in that. So, <laughs> like, I've stayed at your house before and I it didn't look like a dungeon to me then, but I don't know what it looks at it like at other times. Just check check all the cars if they still have their antennas on them or not. Is that, oh, is that why my radio hasn't been working? Yeah. Sorry about that. Could Sorry be. about that. So, yeah, yeah, I, I'm between the two of you guys. I thought Annie, to me, to me, I, I almost did give her a five. It was, this is probably more of a four and a half as opposed to a four from me, but um, I thought she was great, awesome character for development. She now knows how to play um, Jeff, and not everyone can do that. So, can I just say, also, that party that she threw, like, there was a lot yeah. of effort there. The individual tombstones for every every classmate, and the, like True. all the decorations, there was a lot of effort in that party. That's I exactly want to know: right. does Starburns' um, tombstone uh, biscuit say Starburns, or does it say Aaron, which is what his actual Alex. name is, isn't it? Alex. Alex. I, I want yeah. to know what his tombstone says. <laughs> oh, we'll have to go back and have another look. It would be a good one if anyone wants to go back and check it out. Let us know on Twitter because that'd be funny. Yeah. Uh, next person we had was I picked was uh, Pierce. So Matt and Jack gave Pierce three, and I gave him a four. Uh, what were your thoughts on Pierce? 
Yeah, I like. I mean, he was all right. I, I liked the, the, him tripping and having somewhat of a sort of existential crisis. He, he lost a few points from me from all the um, sort of homosexual banter at Jeff. Uh, it, it felt a little bit uncalled for. Yeah. You know, a little bit out of place. Like, I know he's older and whatever, doesn't quite get it. But still, you know, he's, he felt like he should, he's been enlightened a little bit more recently. Probably wasn't necessary. But I did like him sort of having his existential crisis and tripping out and, and you know, threatening to commit suicide by pile of desks. Like I said, I still don't think that would have worked. But yeah, I I thought he I thought he was fairly average in this episode. Like, yes, he had the existential crisis and stuff, but he otherwise he didn't really have a lot to do. Like, he was pretty much pushed around a lot. He just like Starburns came over and went. I thought I was dealing with the Beastmaster, and he went, "Oh, okay." Especially after he was picked on by Arbed. Like, you'd think that. Mm. I know he was trying to be a bit more was- secretive and stuff, but it was just so easy. He was peer yeah, pressured true. into doing drugs and he didn't know what they were. That was a bit concerning. Yeah, yeah he's true. old enough to know better. He very would true. have seen enough very infomercials true. to tell him drugs are bad, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and infomercials work on peers. We know that. Well, clearly they very don't. <laughs> infomercials work, public safety announcements don't. Exactly. Yeah, he's not watching yeah, PSAs, it. but he, he'll, he'll buy some inoculars. <laughs> and uh, the last person we got on. I picked out was Britta. So Jack and I gave Britta a five and Matt gave Britta a three. So why do you also hate Britta, Matt? Again, I don't hate <laughs> anybody, but I'm going I'm, I'm to give Shirley a, a five. Person. If I'm going to, well, only on the inside. It rumbles up inside me. Um, if I'm going to give Shirley a five and her performance was the best in the episode, she was the highlight of the whole episode. I'm not just throwing a five out of Britta because she wasn't as good. Simple. She was good. It was very good, but it wasn't Shirley, and Shirley got a five. She talked boot Shirley down. Shirley was going to flood someone's yeah. office. That's why Shirley gets a five. Shirley's a bad bitch, and I like it. Oh, okay. Oh, gonna... don't, don't piss Matt off. <laughs> Hide your hoses, everybody. Yeah. Where are my hoses at? <laughs> All right. I haven't, so, seen, um... I haven't seen them. <laughs> I figured you'd get that. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Jack, do you have a drum roll for me? Oh, I do. I can tee one of those up, sure. Uh, my MVP this week is going to Shirley. Yes. I, I picked Shirley this week because, yeah, she was all fire in the belly, all broken up by her ex, ex-husband, she said, she said it in the episode she wanted to show him and be the one to return the ring or and be the one to take charge, but he he beat it to it. So she was a bit bruised and damaged and just wanted some revenge on it, on anyone. And unfortunately, that was um, Professor Nice Calves, was it? Skinny Calves, I believe. Skinny Calves, yes. Yes. Now, and I, I completely agree. Like I love Shirley. I like angry Shirley. I like when she... She sort of snapped back to reality, and it was it was she was broken, you know. She, she was mm. broken that her, her husband came back and and uh, denied her that chance to tell him to go to hell that she wanted. You know, she she's there. She's trying to better herself and and move on. And she just all she wanted was that chance to be the one to go screw you, but couldn't even give her that, you know. And that was part of the reason why I I marked her so highly because it wasn't just as much as I liked 
bad bit Shirley, there was also the um, there was also the um, fragility as well, hmm. which I like. Very nice. You got anything to add, Jacko? Or no, I think it's all it's all pretty much been said. So no, I'm, I'm happy with that. Excellent. Next, we're moving on to Arbed's MVP. Oh, we get one this existed. week? We get it? Yes. I can roll the music? It. Roll that bitch. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Arbed's MVP. We had quite a few this week, so I didn't bother trying to pick up the scraps from some prior weeks because, yeah, I had to cut down from, um, I think it was about eight different references this week. So I've got a few, and we'll run it through the boys, and we'll see who comes out on top this week. So this week, first one was Ghostbusters. I'm going to go in the order of myself, Jack, and then Matt. So I'm giving... uh, well, I'm saying I have seen uh, Ghostbusters. Are we Jack. talking about the new one? No, the original. <laughs> Just checking. Oh, good. I've seen the original. Yep. Schmetti? Yeah, seeing as how it was like on telly every third week, it seemed like Friday night when we were growing up, I've definitely seen it. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Brilliant. And Batman Begins. Uh, oh. Yeah. Without saying... <laughs> Jacko. The guy dressed up as Batman has seen it? Yes, I assume yeah, That's so. right, yeah. He's wearing the Christian Bale suit right now. I, I yes, think he actually yes, stole it off Christian Bale. Um, <laughs> if I could, I would. Where is uh, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen. Definitely he seen. Excellent. Christian Bale went to his closet and said, Where is it? <laughs> and Schmitty? Uh, which one is Batman Begins? Which Christian Bale Bat- Batman is that? The first the one. The one where he begins. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it's sense, like, doesn't it? One with idiots. Liam Neeson. Yes, seen it. Yes, he hasn't been taken yet. <laughs> he doesn't get taken. Yeah, Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises, and then ah, uh, oh, it's been a long week. I've seen um, the Dark Knight, and I've seen Batman Begins. I haven't seen the one after yeah. that. Yeah, okay. Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises. Dark Next Knight up, Rises, we Dark have Van Wilder Two: The Rise of uh, Taj. I haven't seen that one. Unfortunately, no, me neither. I no. will say, unfortunately, I have seen that one. Okay. <laughs> they, they. Let's just put it as they should have stopped at the first one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no. And no. Uh, the next one we have is the Beast Master. I have not seen that one. No, Jacko? neither have I. No. Nah, it's pre- predates mine. me as well. Yeah. Predates me as well. Okay. All right. Well. Um, before I announce, I will um, go to our tiebreaker um, because, hey, why not? Um, and it's my game show. I can choose what to do. Um, Sorry, the tiebreaker I, I actually had was, you've already alluded to uh, Podlord, was the new Ghostbusters. Uh, no. Jacko, no, have you seen one. the new Ghostbusters? No. Schmitty? Nope. Well, I have. Do you um, write a letter to get that two hours of your life back or what? Yeah, I heard the it reviews were too no, bad. I'm not do that. It was oh, um, the the reviews were much harder on it than um, 
what they should have been, to be honest. True. I, I guess you're gonna good. I guess you're gonna get that when you remake something as iconic and loved as Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Uh but considering that was the tiebreaker and Matt had already accrued enough points by that point, our MVP this week is Schmidt. This goes by so Congratulations, Schmidt. I need to it's I need to on my Yeah, I need to put some more keys on my uh my keyboard here for like one for each of us, but that's all right. I'll get there. Brilliant. So now I will flick back to uh, Jacko with his uh, the Twitter poll, or our, and our Twitter followers for the week. Yeah, we have got a couple more since uh, since the other day, which is nice. And I don't know Ooh. if I ran through these on uh, on Friday night during our record. And, um, and how many of them are Brad? Four. Four of oh, the good. Three. So it's down from last week. Nice. <laughs> uh, no. So we got uh, we got tell the truth Fridays. Um, we also got Carol Rosen from uh, Woodstock, and we also got uh, oh, another another Spanish one. Uh, Maxi Agus Agus Miss Senora uh, from Thomas's girlfriend. I'm not sure that's a place, but thank you for following along. Uh, and that, that was that was the uh, the three. Obviously, we also didn't do a poll this week because, well, we only released our episode this morning. Yes. <laughs> so That's there will right. be a poll at some That's point, right. but we uh, we haven't put that out there yet. Excellent. Uh, so two final thoughts, uh, Podlord. Any any final thoughts to add? No, not other than I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I did I did really like it. Similar to my to my end recap. Normally, I don't like. Um, yeah, normally I don't like these these sort of holiday-ish episodes. I I think they're generally put in as filler. They sound they just seem like the networks try to add them, and it's a requirement that they make them in there so they can air them at the these times of year. But I did enjoy this. I enjoyed um, the different characters as their perspective characters. I thought that was a really good choice. Through, you know that each one really suited their character and and it was just a just a good episode i laughed a lot so i enjoyed it excellent schmitty yeah 100 percent agree with you jack that yeah the episode like i said it's probably my favorite so far of the seven i've watched uh i liked every you know yeah again every character in their little um in their little characters also a lot of the character growth i liked jeff finally breaking and deciding to put the group above himself which was good. Um, so obviously, as much as he tries not to, he's starting to develop a friendship with these people. So that was cool. You know, yeah. there's a lot of sort of character developments in it. You know, and and I and you know to see Shirley's vulnerability along with her her um, destructibility or destructiveness. Again, I liked it a lot. I like I like badass Shirley. I think she's cool, and I just don't want to be on her wrong side. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I pretty much can't echo enough what you guys have said. Uh, perfect all-round um, episode. Just great elements all the way through, and not just because of Arbed's Batman. Every like the main characters had a lot of development. Jeff, uh, Britta, Shirley, Annie, even Pierce. Like it, the fact that all of them had like steps in their characters was. Um, puts this up there as my favorite so far um 
as you will see from our rankings. Hit it, Jack. Makes sense to me. You know who else it made sense to? Say Hitler one more time and I'm giving you a two. Meow, 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 beans. Uh, this one's going to be very, very easy, uh, ladies and gents. Each one of us has given this one a solid five meow meow beans. Yeah! Yay! So, yeah, we, we all thoroughly enjoyed this one. And, uh, yeah, for myself, as I said, this one's built up culmination of some good developing episodes. So, yeah, looking forward to what's coming coming down the road. I would like to say I feel like my five meow meow beans means a lot more than your guys' five meow meow beans because I don't just give them away like bloody... Candy corn uh, traffic cans. Um, just just a point of order there, um, Schmitty. Uh, this is Jack and Mai's first uh, rating of five for the episodes. As How well. many characters have you given fives? Um, About a thousand? No, actually. Liar. <laughs> but even still, like, yeah, we've the same as you. Like, you gave character, you gave this episode a five, and most of your <laughs> Character ratings are a three. So you thought everyone average. was average, but the episode <laughs> on a whole was job. really good. On, on Stumble Job, everyone worked together. No one except Shirley stole the show. Everyone worked together to make a fantastic episode. It's the dictionary definition of teamwork makes the dream work. No, I'm going to leave that's, it alone. That's right. You are, you are silenced by my brilliance. I don't think well, if you put Michael Jordan in a team with just average players and play them against really good people, you still get a dramatic win. Like, did you yes, see the team good. Michael Jordan started with? Yeah, yeah he did the team for he ended a number with. of years. <laughs> like, seriously, he was he carried that team for a very, very long time, right? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, at this point, I'm going to sign off my hosting duties and let throw back to Jacko to do the official sign off. Thank Ooh. you for the, for this um, sugar bear story time. Sugar Maybe sometime in the time. future we'll, we'll uh, throw back, but over to you, Jacko. Up top sugar bear. Up top oh. sugar bear. We got one of those. Up top sugar bear. Yeah. Give me some of that. <laughs> there we go. Nice. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, this pretty much brings us to uh, to an end, I, I guess. Um, yeah, thank you very much, Brad, for hosting uh, and stepping up. As uh, as we discussed earlier, it's been a, a hell of a week, so uh, very very appreciative uh, for you for doing all the all the notes and everything and and hosting this week's episode. It uh, took a lot off my plate, which was good. Um, other than that, that's that's more or less. All we have for this week, again, all our, our Twitter handle and Instagram is at Gdale Human Pod. We're on Facebook, Greendale Human Podcasters. You know, on, we're on all the streaming services. I assume that you're already listening to us. If you get to this part, great job. Uh, if you skipped ahead to this part, go back to the fucking start. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> but give us five stars. Give us a review. Um, yeah. We appreciate you guys listening in and uh, and we appreciate all the comments on Facebook, Twitter, however you want to reach out. Uh, it's, it's great to know that people are, are listening and we're not just three crazy people sitting in rooms. Um, we are three crazy people sitting in rooms. The people are yeah, listening we're not to our crazy just... ramblings. It's just the people are listening to our crazy ramblings. 
Correct. That's right. This is just evidence for future court cases. Exactly. Um, but yeah, otherwise, any uh, any other final comments you guys want to make? Yes. Radio silence. I am Batman. Happy Easter. Thank you, Bat Brad. Or Brad Man, whichever one you want to go with. Uh, yeah, now we'll um, we'll see you guys uh, maybe in a couple of weeks. We're not sure if we'll get to do a pod next week, but um, yeah, we'll we'll see how we go. Wish me luck uh, as I go in and uh, as Jack called it, get some running repairs done. Yeah, but we'll see how we bounce back on the other side. Eh? That's it. He's uh, yeah, Matt will be going under the knife, and I'm assuming that it's Brad that stabs him. So we'll just see how that goes. <laughs> um, That's right. Yeah. I assume so. We are. We have been the Greendale Human Podcasters. Um, this has been our uh, episode seven review. We don't promise to be the best Greendale podcast. We don't promise to be the worst. We might be, and this one's probably been fairly poor. But we uh, we definitely won't promise to be in future. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, that's all the time we have for you tonight. Well, Jackson Jills, that's about all the time we have tonight. Yeah, until next time, may your dreams be sweet and your nightmares be spooky, monster scary, and not Grandma Died scary. Troy and I bed in the morning. Nice. Okay, different catchphrase pronunciation number 50.